0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Uh, we are still on the fruit uh, uh, the fruit series, amen? And uh, we're going to start in Galatians 5.22, the foundational scripture we've been reading about walking in the fruit of the Spirit. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a process. Fruit is, is not, you know, the gifts that God, God gives us gifts. And just because you have spiritual gifts doesn't mean that you have fruit. You can have spiritual gifts and you may be able to prophesy or you may be able to do some things. But, but the spiritual gifts is launched by love. Amen. So love is the key spiritual fruit. And so you can do the prophesying, but if there's no love behind it, then it's not going to make the gift effective. Amen. Amen? And so we definitely want that love to be in our equation. And so that and that's what I ministered on, you know, about a month ago on the love of God. But now we're going into the fruit. And so if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Galatians 5, through 26. And it says here, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen. Against such there is no law. And those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. And so really, uh, if you're going to you know, receive the best that God has for you, you're going to have to walk in the Spirit. Amen. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not easy. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this. But, you know, you have to crucify that flesh. Somebody say crucify the flesh. And that's not easy all the time. Amen. But it can be done. And so today we're going to be talking about the fruit of faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. Amen. But I want to recap just slightly on some of the other fruit because we can forget. And of course, you know, the, the key to um, learning is repetition. And we, we looked at the fruit of joy and uh, the fruit of joy is produced when we give out. A lot of times people aren't walking in the fruit of, this, uh, of joy. In other words, you don't have that much joy in your life. And the reason why is because we're too self-centered. We're too focused on ourselves. And you'll find that selfish people aren't that joyful. So really, when we are too inner-focused on ourselves, we're too centered-focused... ...then there's no room for the, for the joy of the Lord. Amen? And really, joy is produced by giving out. Um, in Luke 10, 17, it said, "...the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in, in your name." And Jesus sent out seventy uh, approximately 70 people out to minister... And they ministered and they prayed for people. And they, uh, you know, brought the kingdom of God to people. And they came back with joy. Amen. Why? Because the gospel works. Somebody say there's power in the gospel. That's what Paul said. There's power in the word of God. And the gospel works. Amen. And God, God conform, confirms his word with signs following. And so they came back and they were excited that the demons are subject to us in Jesus name. So I'm going to say this. You don't you don't have a demon problem. Amen. Amen. You just you just have to know your authority in Christ and you have to learn to tell that devil to get out in Jesus name. And so we can walk in the fruit of joy and that is produced by giving. Amen. By giving out the fruit of peace is produced when we give it to God. Say, give it to God. And so the fruit of peace, a lot of times we're not walking in peace because we're holding on to things that we don't need to be holding on to. Amen. You don't want to hold on to things that will that will just bring you down. You want to let go. Amen. In other words, you need a, you need that carefree life. There, you know, I can say there's I uh, I don't chew gum. I don't like gum. And uh, but, there, but there's a gum called Carefree, amen? And I don't know why they named it Carefree, but uh, we, 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 need, we might need to get a stick of Carefree every once in a while, amen? And so the fruit of peace is produced uh, when, we, when we give out. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it, actually Peter's saying, casting some of your care. Okay. Casting, I'm glad we got, a, we got a, a church in here that knows the word. Uh, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So, so, so we, we need to give it to God. And so to walk in that peace that surpasses all understanding, look at your neighbor and say, give it to God. Give it to God. You got to give it to God. Amen. You have to cast your care on the Lord. Now I'm going to say this. You know, that's why we pray. We pray because a lot of times we're dealing, you know, normally when you're praying, you're dealing with a problem. But prayer is the solution to our problems. And, and then when we, we pray about our problem, we have to give it to the Lord and not take it back. And a lot of times we give it to the Lord and then we take it back. And you know you're taking it back if you're thinking on that same thing and you got worry attached to it. And you don't need to be worrying. Jesus said, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about eating or drinking. Because why? He's our shepherd. He's our good shepherd. We shall not lack for any. He's El Shaddai. The God that's more than enough. And you might say, well, pastor, I'm lacking. Well, because you need to get your thinking right. and You need to get your speaking right. Because if you get your thinking right and your speaking right, the blessings of God will start running after you and overtake you. Do you believe that today? Look at your neighbor and say, speak right. Think right. Amen. And so we have to cast the cares of our Lord, of, the, uh, of our cares on the Lord. And sometimes you, you just can't do that once a day. Sometimes you have to do it multiple times a day. I'm casting my cares on you, Lord. I'm casting my care on you about this situation. I, I trust you. You have, to, you have to put voice to your faith. Amen? And so when you, when you put voice to your faith, guess what? The peace of God will start coming in on the inside. We should be the most peaceful people on planet Earth. We should not be stressed out. Can I get an amen? Why? Because we got, we got God Almighty, we got Jesus, and we got the third of the angels. Amen? On our side, we got the blood of Jesus, and so uh, and so that's the fruit of peace. And the fruit of patience is produced when we hold on to our confidence in God. Say, hold on. Hold on. Sometimes we got to let go, and sometimes we got to hold on. And this right here, the so the fruit of patience is is when we hold on to our confidence in God. In Hebrews ten thirty five, it says, "Therefore, do not cast away." Your confidence. Do not cast away. Which has great reward. Don't cast away your confidence. You know a doctor's report. A bad doctor's report. May want to try to get you to cast away your confidence. Your kids not doing right. May may want you. The congregation not doing right. May may, make the pastor want to. Are you here on it? But you guys are doing right. So I don't have to deal with that. Praise God. But but it, it, you know these these reports that are negative reports will try to get us to cast away our confidence, our confidence in what? not our confidence in ourselves, but our confidence in God. God God's a big God. We serve a big God and he can handle any problem, any issue, any situation, he can handle it. Somebody say he can handle it. Amen. You may not be able to handle the truth. No, that's a that's a movie. But uh you can't handle the truth. No, you can handle it. Amen? Amen. There was another TV show that was Carter Country and the uh mayor used to say handle it, handle it, handle it. Anybody ever remember that movie? I mean that TV show. All right. That I guess we'll move forward to the next Nobody remembers that, huh okay hey amen i 'm dating myself, but that 's all right and so the fruit of patience is produced when we uh, hold on to the confidence in god so in, in hebrews ten thirty five again you cast, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of patience or endurance, so that after you 've done the will of God, you may receive the promise so what what so 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 to receive that promise of of peace and in, in your life, you, you have to you have to give it to God, amen. And not and, and not let go of the confidence. Now the fruit of kindness is produced when we are compelled to help someone in need. Look at your neighbor and say help someone. Yep. I'm telling you this is so important. You know they they did studies and going back to peace again, they they did studies and they found that when depressed people started doing something for doing things for other people, their depression left. Amen. Is that amazing? Uh, in other words, husbands, start helping your wives clean the house. Okay. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, I, got, I got some amens from the ladies. The husbands are like, where are they at anyway? Help them, help them clean the house up. Do, do something nice. Amen. Praise God. So the fruit of kindness is produced when we are compelled to help someone in need. And that means we're compelled that, you know, it, it's, it's the Holy Spirit will compel you to do nice things for people. Amen. And really, that's really designed to set you up for a blessing. Thank you. I remember I was in line one day. I was at the Christian bookstore and the lady was fumbling around for a, um, for a coupon. She couldn't find it. And she, she's saying she was stressing out for, uh, for a few dollars, and I just and I just felt led to pay for her. It wasn't a lot of money. Now if it was fifty dollars, that might be I may not felt led, but you know, but three dollars, my faith can handle three. I don't know if my faith can handle fifty, but but the Spirit of the Lord said, you know, pay for it, and it was it was not like something that I that I was thinking about that I. But she ended up becoming uh, coming to my church. And she ended up blessing me more than that $3 she, she came out. She started giving and she gave me, she blessed me with things. But, you know, she needed a church home. And, um, and so, and she asked me for, for a card. You know, do you go to church? Yeah, I'm a minister. Oh, can I have your card? I didn't have to force it on her. Amen. <laughs> hey, have you ever forced a business card on somebody? <laughs> yeah, Here's a card. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's nice when they're asking you for our card. Right. Yeah. Amen. And I just that's can I just put in a little plug here? Keep inviting people. Amen. Yeah. You know, we don't want to keep this. You know, this is like a great restaurant. Amen. You guys are coming to a good restaurant on Sunday mornings and you're getting fed very well. Yeah. You're getting that nice steak and yeah. potatoes. Glory to God. But you just don't want to keep it to yourself. Yeah. You want to invite some people. I know you are. And they keep saying we're coming out, but it's going to get bad out there. The Bible says it's going to get really bad out here. In other words, it, it's if you have you. I don't watch the news anymore because I'm trying to stay in peace. But but just watch the news, man. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of ruckus out in the world. But thank God, there's peace in the church. The Bible said the world's going to get darker. The Bible doesn't say, you, you, you know, the darkness is going to cover the church. No, light's going to cover the church. Darkness is going to cover the world. And, the, and people are going to be in fear, but we don't have to be a part of that. Amen. So we need to get those people. We need to get those people out of the world into the kingdom of God by inviting them and um, witnessing the goodness of God. And I'm telling you, it, never, it always makes me feel good when I witness to somebody and, and God is moving Amen, uh, and so, so we need a we need we need to do that, and 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 I know you guys are. Amen. The fruit of goodness is produced by 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 believers' life, a believer's life. Um, uh, a believer's life uh, did I write this right? <laughs> the fruit of goodness is produced. I must have been half asleep when I wrote this one. In a believer's life, through the submission of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So so goodness is produced by the submission of the Holy Spirit. And the word of God. Amen. In other words, we submit to the Holy Spirit and then we, we do that fruit of goodness. Amen. And that's part of what we're called to do. Amen. And so now we're going to talk about the fruit of faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. faithfulness. And faithfulness is a bedrock to. I, I, I wrote this. Is the bedrock to God's blessings. Okay. <laughs> Under the inspiration. I really believe that faithfulness is the key to seeing all the blessings of God in your life. Staying faithful to him, staying faithful to the church, staying faithful to the word of God. I really believe that's a bedrock to the blessings of God. In Proverbs 28, 20, it says here, a faithful man, this is the first part of it, a faithful man will abound with blessings. Think about that. Proverbs says it's hard to find a faithful man. In the book of Proverbs, it says it's hard to find who can find a faithful person. But I thank God that we have faithful people all in Exceed Life Church. Glory to God. We have faithful people and the and the blessings. I've been hearing stories of people coming in with problems and I love it. They're here for a few weeks. They're here for a few months and all of a sudden their problems go away because God starts working in their life. And all of a sudden, you know, they get new jobs. We got people getting new jobs. And, I, and I'm believing. And I, I love these reports. They come in and they have a crummy job. And then they, they stay here and we pray and we believe God. And they have an exceptional job. Amen. I'm going to say this. My people have the, the best employers. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And, if you, and you are the best employer, just in case you own your own business. Amen. And you have the, the best um, um income coming in. I believe that. Amen. And you need to start speaking that over yourselves that, that I have increased. You no, know, God says He wants to increase you a thousandfold. Start standing on that. You say, you're saying, Well, I'm just I'm just believing for a 10% increase. No, believe for a thousandfold increase. God will give you abundantly above. Amen. Abundantly above. Can I say that again? Abundantly above. More than you can ask or think. Do you believe that today? I mean, God is for you today. Now, I'm not saying He's going to increase your problems, okay? A thousandfold of problems. No, He's going to give you a thousandfold of blessings. Somebody say, Thank you, Lord, for the blessings. So, what is faithfulness? The word faithfulness is the same word translated faith in the Bible. And the, and the word to mean two things, and we're going to look at the first right now. It's a conviction about something that deals, it's a conviction about something. This deals with believing something from the heart. So, so if you um, are walking in faithfulness, or if you're walking in faith, you have a conviction. Somebody say, I have a conviction. Amen. And you have a conviction about something on the inside of you. You you you, you totally believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. Amen. You have a conviction that he was raised. You don't have to have a, a proof of somebody giving you. You know what the proof is? The word of God. Amen. The word of God is your proof. Amen. It's your title deed. Amen. It's a conviction that leads us. And I like this to a, a, a continual action. When you believe something and you really believe it with your heart, you will have a continual action. You know, I, I love my wife. I have a continual action of going home every day. Amen. Being with my, Are you here? I, I, I love, you know, it's a continual action. I, I still sleep in the same bed with my wife. That, that's good in church. You, Pastor, what are you talking about? No, no, we, we still sleep in the same bed. Isn't that good? Because I, I like my wife. Thank you, Lord. And hopefully she likes me. The Lord. Now, t- t- today I had the kids. They crawled in bed this morning around 6 o'clock this morning. Amen. Ooh, glory to God. I mean, I'm really abundantly blessed. Glory to God. <laughs> my, my kid, my, Both kids, you know, I had one on, on my arm. The other, and she got up and started getting ready. And I was stuck between two kids. But God is so good. Amen. Amen. You know, God will give you love. Amen. Love that you don't expect. Glory to God. But God is so good. I couldn't kick him out. Amen. Get back into your own room. Amen. And so faith. Let's uh, at okay, Hebrews 11.1. 1, because we're talking a little bit about faith and faithfulness this morning. And so in Hebrews 11.1. 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And you know, you know, you can meditate on that, and you you try and figure out what does that mean. Well, faith is the substance of things. So forth, it's the substance. The word of God brings substance. It's it. This is the title deed to what you're believing God for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. And and you know, there is evidence all around that that heaven is real. You can just look up and you see people that have these near-death experiences. And there's evidence all around that there is a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. Amen. There's evidence. The Bible is evidence that Jesus is alive. Do you believe that today? And that and and, and that should embo- in, embolden our faith. So faithfulness to God's word brings the reality of God's promises to us. Can I say that again? Faithfulness to God's word will bring the reality of God's promises to us. How many people are believing for some promises to come to pass in your life? Well, well, faithfulness to God's word will bring that reality. In other words, you just can't get into the word just one day a week. In other words, you, you, got, you got to be a daily word person. You got, you got to worship God every day. You got to get into the word every day. You just can't have just a Sunday morning faith. Now, you can, but you're but you you're, you're going to be weak in your faith. You've got to have an everyday faith. Am I, am I getting this to you today? And so, you we have, in other words, we have to continual walk in God's love and walk in his blessings. Amen. And so, let's look at this. We're going to look at uh, Hebrews and we're going to look at some some faith people in, in the Old Testament. And let's look at Hebrews 11, 4. And I love this because it's, it's called the Hall of Faith. Have you ever read Hebrews 11? And it talks about the, old, the patriarchs of the Old Testament. Amen. And these people were powerful people of God. And this is what's interesting about the patriarchs of the Old Testament. They weren't even born again. They, I mean, these people were really doing it. And they weren't, we're born again, people. We are under a better covenant. So if these people in the Old Testament could do it, I mean, walk in faith... And do some things in God. How much more should we be walking in faith? Hello. You know, in other words, these people in the Old Testament should inspire us. To keep going on with God. They should. The Bible says it's examples of people doing the right things. And then some, there are some examples of people doing the wrong things in the Old Testament. And we gleam off these examples so we can be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing in the right way. Amen? Amen. And so we're looking at here at, at, at the faith of Abel in Hebrews eleven four, 4. And it says here, By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous... God testifying about His gifts, and though He being dead still speaks. Think about this. Now, now the Bible records that Abel gave His very best to God, and God blessed Him. And you know, and He, you know, I believe this that I know the Bible just singled out just that one time that Abel gave, and then Cain got uh, angry about this. But I believe it was a continual basis. Now I know the Bible probably just focused on this one time, but I believe that a- Abel was a giver. It was I don't I believe it, it had to happen multiple times. Now this is just me, you know. I I, I believe that 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 um, that Cain saw just the how how loving Abel was, and that Abel was giving his very best. And I know in this place right here, that the Bible said that there was a blessing, a tangible blessing that came down on Abel's offering. I've talked about this before. And I believe, you know, God, you know, in the Old Testament, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, that when Elijah set up in a, a uh, you know, a sacrifice, that fire fell from heaven. And maybe fire fell from heaven, that showed that God was, appro- was approving Abel's offering. And so, and so, and and, and I believe that even that even... His flocks started growing because he was a shepherd. And 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 Cain started seeing the blessing on his life. Amen. And that's what made Cain mad. The Bible says Cain did not give his first fruits. It said he gave an offering. The Bible talks about first fruits. What does that mean? That means that we need to be giving our very best to God. First fruits, I, I see first fruits. And the tithe as as similar. That that it's your first fruit. What When you get your paycheck, do you think about... Is God the first thing you think about when you get your paycheck? Amen. Amen. And I know for most of you, God is. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so God is so good. So God should be the first person that you think of when you get your paycheck. I, I guess the devil didn't like this part. But anyway... Um, and so, so really, we should be giving God our very best, like Abel. And the Bible says, and what's interesting about, about Cain is that, that as I studied the story, I've given this out before. But God told Cain that he could have the blessing too. God never wanted to deny Cain of a blessing. You know what? God doesn't want to deny you of a blessing. But we, can we hinder the blessings of God? We could. And and Cain actually hindered the blessing of God because he didn't he didn't want to just submit and and give first fruits. Amen. Amen. He he just thought that he could just do what what he wanted to do. But, you know, if you're going to walk in the full blessing, you got to do what God wants you to do. Amen. Amen. Uh, Is this is this is this okay this morning? Amen. Amen. It's not too hard. Amen. I don't want to be too hard. But as we do what God wants us to do, we will see the blessings of God in our life. Amen. And so we see that 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 Cain could have had the ability to do better because God spoke to him. But instead, he allowed anger to come into his life and he allowed bitterness to come into his life. And he ended up killing Abel and Abel became what what happened to Abel. He became the first martyr. But you know i 'm going to say this, even if you were martyred for doing right, God has the blessing for the martyrs and i 'm telling you in the resurrection of the dead, you know a lot of people don 't realize this but but the faith people that died for their faith, the Bible says it actually says this is recorded in Hebrews, that they were they were they died for their faith, they would not recant they, they would not they would stay in faith and they would not they would stay in faith pertaining to Keeping Jesus as their Lord. And they were willing to get sawed in half. They were willing to do anything not to recant Jesus. Why? The Bible says because they wanted a better resurrection. A better resurrection. So so, is it a possibility that there's some resurrections that, in in other words, there's going to be some... People that are going to have a better resurrection than others. In other words, there's going to be some people that's going to have greater blessings in the sweet by and by. Amen. There's going to be some people that's going to because they walked with God and they gave their all to God. Look at your neighbor and say, give your all all to God. God. Amen. So when we when we give, uh, it opens the door for the blessings in Malachi 310. It says, bring all the tithes to the storehouse. That there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out you such blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. And I love this part of it. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fell to bear fruit in, in your field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. And you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. I'm telling you, God protects my stuff. I have a TV that's over 15 years old. It's a Sony. And I'm telling you, it's still going. Now, you know, you know, it's a great TV. It's still going. Now, it did go down, but God gave me, you know, the the light went out on it. But God gave me wisdom on how to, you know, how to Google and and find a light. I found a light for a cheap price. I was able to put that back and did it for under a hundred bucks. And that TV set is running like a drool. Amen. In other words, I'm going to say this, that God wants to bless your stuff. God wants to bless your cars. God wants to keep the devourer from destroying your stuff. Amen. And, and I, I like to say when we give, it's sort of like an insurance policy on protecting your stuff. Amen. God will divinely protect your stuff. Can I get an amen or oh me? Amen. 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 And so I, I like that. I like the windows of heaven being poured out. Amen. And, and I like that. So we, we need to, if we're going to see the blessings of God, we need to stay faithful in our finances towards God. Amen? amen. Praise God. So you won't be running, you know, running behind. Amen. You want to be running in front. Glory to God. Now, let's look at Hebrews eleven 5, 6. This is really good. It says by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and he was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is what? A rewarder. Somebody say God's a rewarder glory to God. I'm glad we serve a rewarding God. I like rewards. And it says that he's a rewarder of those who what diligently seek him. And I'm t- how, do we have any diligent seekers in the house today? Amen. Do we just have a few glory to God? Amen. And I'm telling you, God wants to reward you richly Amen. when you diligently seek him. And this is interesting about Enoch. Enoch was the first person in the Bible that got raptured. Think about that. He was the first person that got raptured. God was so pleased with his faith that God had to have him in heaven. Think about that. So so we have Enoch, and the Bible said he walked with God. He walked with God and he pleased God. Think, Think about that. This man was an Old Testament man. This man didn't have Jesus yet. He just had God. Amen. He didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't have the, the spirit within. He may have the spirit upon, but he didn't have the spirit. We have the spirit within us. Glory to God. And so what's so amazing about Enoch is that, you know, that he, he I really believe that God raptured him before the flood. Because the, the next story, if you start reading in Genesis, you'll find that God worked on Noah. And we're going to be talking about Noah in a few moments and so I believe he got, he, he missed the flood. Amen. And, God, and he pleased God. And I believe that what he did was when he walked around, he went grumble and complain. I don't believe he was a grumbler and a complainer. I don't believe, you know, because I, I don't think God cares for grumblers and complainers. How many people like to hang around people that grumble and complain all the time? Amen. It, it kind of saps your strength. It kind of weakens you a little bit. You know, I'm going to say this about, you know, we might have some problems, but don't go around telling everybody about your problems. Why? Because sometimes you can embolden the problem. If you keep telling people your weaknesses and what you're dealing with and, and, and why life is so hard, what you're doing is you're allowing that to become a giant in your life. And if you keep doing that and telling people your problems and your weaknesses, then you're going to be in the mully grubs, whatever that is. That's my, my pastor used to say, in the mully grubs. That's a southern colloquial expression. That means you're going to be down in the dirt. That means that you're gonna be, your hands are going to be low. Your, your back's going to be bowed over. You're going to be like, you know, you can't, you can't be talking about your giants all the time. You need to start talking to your giants, not about your giants. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. And you don't want to be grumbling and complaining because that will embolden the problem. No, you want to thank God that he is a big God. Somebody say he's a big God. And that he's bigger than the problem that you're facing today. He's bigger than the weakness. He's big, bigger than the doctor's report. Praise God. I'm telling you, we had a congregational member that had a bad doctor's report. Glory to God. And they called and we prayed. And then they had to go into a specialist. Somebody say specialist. And that specialist gave them a, a, a great report. Think about that. We prayed and believed, and the second report was what what nullified the first report. But I'm going to say this. Even if you get a bad report, who's going to to believe the report of the Lord? Who's going to believe the word of God? See, God is just looking for somebody to believe him. He's looking for somebody to stand with him. He's looking for somebody to stand with him on the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. And Enoch, I don't believe he was a complainer. I don't believe he griped or moaned. I believe he was a praiser and a worshiper. Listen, if you want to get, if you want to be raptured proof, how many people want to be, in other words, how many people want to make sure that they make it in the, in, in the rapture? Because I believe, now you may not believe this, but I believe that, that uh, the rapture is before the second coming. And the second coming of Christ is when he set up his kingdom down here on earth. But I believe that God is looking for the faith. Listen, you shouldn't be looking for the Antichrist. People that that don't believe in the rapture, they're always looking for the Antichrist when he's going to show up. No, my Bible says, look up, look at Christ, because your redemption draws nigh. In other words, the Bible actually says, what keeps us pure is that we're believing that Jesus is going to come back. Somebody say Maranatha. That means Lord, come back quickly. Amen. And so we need to really believe that God is coming back and he's coming back for those what? That are ready. Amen. That are ready. How many people are ready? Now, I'm not talking about right now, but glory to God. Amen. Not, not right now, because we need you down here because you need to be a part of the kingdom. I know some of you are like, oh, God, pastor, I'm ready to go right now. You know, No, don't be like that. No, no, please don't be like that. We, we should be ready. Don't get me wrong. But we should not be so down and downtrodden that, that you want God to take you up right now. Amen. Kill me, Lord. Amen. And so, as so of Matthew 25, uh, talks about this in Matthew 25, because I'm, I'm just kind of go diversing a little bit in, in the rapture. But it says uh, in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, this is still talking about faithfulness. Because in, in being faithful, you got to stick with God every day. Because you can, you can, you know, you can backslide out of your relationship with God. In other words, you can backslide, let me say it this way, out of your fellowship with God. And that's a much better way of saying it. In other words, you can get out of fellowship. Can I say it that way? You can get out of fellowship with God. And you can get into a place where you're not fellowshipping with him like you need to. Amen. God's always there for you to fellowship. But are you always there for him? Can I get an amen there? And oh me. And so in Matthew 25, it says here in 1 through 13, it says, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But why the bridegroom was delayed, somebody say delayed. Somebody says, well, let me say this delay. Your promise that's delayed doesn't mean it's a denial. Amen. Just because you, you, there's a delay in, in, in the promise being manifested in your life doesn't mean that God's denying it. I want to say this, that there is a process. And it, the Bible says this is through faith and what? Amen. Patience that we inherit the promises. So there, there might be a you might be believing God for debt freedom out here. I mean, people believe in God for some debt freedom. You might be believing God for maybe an illness to go away. Well, God is with you. And there's a process for the word of God to manifest, to bring your blessing in your life. Amen. And so he said the bridegroom was delayed and they all slumbered. Notice it said they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for your lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no, lest they should not be enough for us for us and you. But go rather to those and sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. Say, I am ready. I'm ready. And the door was shut. Afterward, the virgins also came. And said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you do not know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. So what is he saying here? Well, Jesus is giving this. Now, some people may debate about the ten virgins. They may say the five are unsaved. But I think it's ten church people. And I think I really believe that it's, it's up to us to have our oil filled. In other words, you come into church today and you're worshiping God and praising God. You're filling your oil. And it's it's up to you to keep your oil filled. The, The oil means the Holy Spirit. In other words, you gotta stay charged up in the Holy Ghost. How do you get charged up in the Holy Ghost? You plug in. You know, your arms are like plugs. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what it looks like, Amen. I'm gonna praise you anyhow. Yes. Hallelujah! Yes. Oh yeah, that was, there's oil. There's oil now. The, now the. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Ooh, now I'm feeling a little loose. Yes. Now I'm feeling a little good. Yes. Now I'm, yeah, yes. yeah. I'm feeling real good, baby. Yes. Are you hear what I say? You get that oil going yes. of the Holy Spirit yes. and preaching. You're running for God. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Not not running in place, hopefully, but you're running for God, yes. Amen. And you're and you're in that race with God, Amen. And so we got to keep our oil filled, Amen, Amen. Say, keep your oil filled. Yes. Glory to God. And I really believe that we can miss out. I I don't know now. You know, some may debate, but I don't know if the backslider will be taken up on the on the first load. Well, I don't know if you're backsliding your faith, and Jesus comes back. Uh you know, is he gonna pick you up too? Well, you gotta have faith. Somebody say, get some faith. get some faith. You gotta believe. You gotta love his appearing. And the Bible says, if you shrink back at his appearing, it says we don't we don't need to shrink back, but we should love his appearing. Amen. Amen. Say, I love, appearing. I love his appearing. In other words, he appears to us. In, in the service that you go to in, in church. He appears to us when we read the word of God. Jesus is made manifested to us when we praise him, when two or three are worshiping him. There he is in the midst of us. Can I get an amen Oh me? And I, I want that oil. I'm telling you, it's Texas tea. Oil, glory to God. And I need the oil of the Holy Spirit, glory to God. Uh, We need to strike gold. I mean, strike oil. People dig for oil. Amen. You got to dig for oil. The Holy Spirit, the oil. How do you dig for it? Again, worshiping, speaking the word, praising God. I'm preaching myself happy today. You know, I want to say this. God may give you an assignment. And sometimes the assignments that God gives us, they're not always Easy. Sometimes it, 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 there's a process and a work to the assignments that God gives us. But when he gives an assignment, he's always there with us to help us with that assignment. Can I get an amen? amen. And with Noah, he, he helped Noah. He came to Noah in Hebrews eleven seven. It says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heirs of the righteousness which is according to faith. Listen, uh, Noah had to believe because, listen, at that time, they'd never seen rain. It never rained on the earth. The, 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 earth it, 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 the water came up like springs from the ground that watered. At that time, there was no rain. he never seen rain. They'd never seen rain. And so, you know, it had to take faith for him to build a boat on dry land. Uh, it was like the USS Minnow. You know what I'm talking about? Go Island. the island. The, uh, the, USS, the, the boat on, on dry land. Amen. Well, I think it was a little bit better than the USS Minnow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And so, are you hear what I'm saying, Jay? He had to build a boat. And the Bible says it took him approximately 100 years. 100 years of what? Of ridicule. People laughing at him. People saying, yeah, Yo, look, you're building something. God's, you think God's going to do anything? You ever witnessed? You think Jesus is going to ever come back? Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back sooner today than yesterday. It is one day sooner. Amen. He's going to be here. He's coming back. And some may mock and say, yeah, when is he going to come? I don't see it. You know, and you know, I, I'm not going to be in the line of the mockers. Amen. And so, you know, what Noah did was Noah built that boat. Amen. He built an ark. It took him 100 years. But God helped him to build that ark. And he and he and he dealt with ridicule and he dealt with all this. Amen. And he and he what, what I want to say about the faithfulness of Noah is that he completed the job. That's that's what I'm trying to say. You, in other words, you know, faithfulness is not just starting the job. Can, can I get a witness today? Uh, it's not just you can all start out doing good. You, you, you can all start out by, oh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, everything's great. Yeah, in the very beginning. But, but, but let some time and let some adversity come in and, and let some, you know, some some come in and let some dream killers come in. And, and then are you still saying, hallelujah, glory to God. Praise his holy name. Are you still, are you completing the task? Are you you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Or have you gone home? Are we still, are we completing what God has given us? So faithfulness is not just starting, it's completing. Can I get an amen? It's when God tells us to do something. And I love what the Bible says is that God will help, will give us faith and will help us complete our call to the end. God will help you complete it. Can I get an amen amen. or oh me or oh my God will help you complete the call of God in your life. Amen. Amen. God is so good. So listen, listen, what will hinder? And man, I'm running out of time. But but, you know, what's going to hinder our faithfulness? What will hinder our faithfulness? Let's look at James 1, 6 and 8, because, you know, our faithfulness can be hindered. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to look at this and. It says here, we're going to get a clue in James 1, 6 and 8. It says, but let him ask in faith with, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Yes. Woo, that's... That's a mouthful. So, 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 so what will hinder our faithfulness? Doubt. Doubt that turns into double mindedness. And what, what is double mindedness? That's, that's vacillating between two opinions. That's saying one, on one side, God is with me. I know he's for me. I know he's going to help me. And the other side, I, I don't know if I'm going to ever come out of this. I don't know if I'm going to ever get out of debt. I don't know if my marriage is going to ever get better. I don't know if the kids are going to ever get better. And, and, and then over here, yes, God, you're working on my kids. You're working on the marriage. And then over here, I don't know. And, and we're vacillating between two opinions. And we have doubt working on us. And, and you doubt you're going to do without. I just, I just gave that one. That's from the Spirit. If, if you doubt you're going to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And doubt is a killer. Amen. It will kill the dreams and the vision that God has for you in your life. Doubt you will do without. Believe and you shall receive. Thank you, God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And the enemy's working on some of our believers. Uh, You know, some of that that believe in device that's on the inside of us called our heart. Amen. And the enemy's working on that and trying to get us to doubt, doubt that God is coming back anytime soon. No, he's coming back sooner than you think. Doubt, you know, that that, that the promise is going to come to pass. It is coming to pass. Believe it or not. Though the vision tarries, the Bible says, wait for it. It shall surely come to pass. What what vision are you talking about? Whatever you're believing God for. If you're believing God for a house, it shall surely come to pass. If you're believing God for debt freedom, it shall surely come to pass. If you're believing God for healing from some type of disease, that disease is a temporary situation. It's subject to change. The word of God will change that disease, will change that problem. You let the word of God work on that disease. You let the word of God work on that problem. And it will take care of it. In Jesus' name, can I get an amen? Amen. We need a walk in great faith. We need a walk in great faith. I'm going to say this. That we, you can be a faith man today and a doubt man tomorrow. You can be a faith man this hour because I'm telling you, some of you came in with some problems. I see it on you. How you doing? I'm doing good, Pastor. (laughs) Just carrying the load. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got some problems. And now you're in church and you're like, man, I got some faith. I'm ready to go. Glory to God. And then five minutes afterwards, you almost get in a fender bender and, oh, my God, I'm under the curse again. No, listen, man, you're under the blessing. What God has blessed, no man shall curse. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No man shall curse what he has blessed. You're blessed. It's hot in in here, but you're still blessed. Let me get the AC working. It's hotter than Africa, glory to God. Or is that just the anointing on me, glory to God? Listen. Listen what I'm talking to you about. There was a great man in the Bible and he had like passions, the Bible says in James, like us. But he was a great man of God and his name was Elijah. And Elijah was one of the most powerful prophets in the Old Testament. Elijah with a J. And uh and so you know, he the 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 you know, it was being run by King Ahab and Jezebel. Were running, you know, the king, you know, Israel at that time, and they and they introduced all this worship of bell worship. A, they were worshiping the demon. That's the, the devil. That's what they were doing. They were setting up all these altars for for the devil, and uh, so Elijah was there to bring reformation to Israel, to reform Israel, to bring them back to God, and so in in First Kings and. Uh, chapter 18. It talks about that that you know Elijah starts talking to the people and talking to Ahab. He has a, a, a meeting with Ahab, and, and they had these these prophets called the prophets of Baal. 450 prophets that was with Ahab and Jezebel, and these were and these were these were just false prophets. They were devil worshippers. And they were trying to bring the whole nation into worshiping the devil. The devil wants to be worshipped. He wants to be worshipped. And and so and so but but, you know you had Elijah and see God, God, Elijah was just one man against 450. But when you have one man with God on you, 450 is nothing. And then what did Elijah do? Elijah said, get two bulls and let's set up two sacrifices and, and, and let the 450 prophets believe that the sacrifice would be taken care of by fire. And so, so, he, so they set up an altar, two altars, one for Elijah, Elijah and one for the 450 prophets of Baal. And all day they were trying to get you know, their God to to answer by fire. And they kept cutting themselves. They were doing everything they could. And crickets. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nothing. It was dead silent. It was like, oh my Lord, nothing's happening. They're cutting themselves. Come on, devil, do something. Show that you're powerful. The devil's not that powerful. Amen. And nothing would happen. Then, then then, Elijah said, okay, let's build this. Uh, he built the altar of God with 12 stones representing the 12 tribes of, of Israel. And, and, he, and he put water all in there. He soaked it all down to make it even harder for God. And he said, God, let them know there's a God in Israel. Answered by fire. And, you know, he just barely, he said, answered by fire. I mean, just maybe one or two sentences. And fire came down from heaven and burned up the sacrifice. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And yes. lickety split. Oh it licked up the sacrifice. Yes. And so what happened was that, 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 that the people that the people started worshiping God. The crowd started worshiping God. And then Elijah, with the boldness of God on him, said, go take care of this 450, kill this 450 false prophets, and the, and the crowd killed the 450, you know, it was, if you want to, you don't need to watch a blood and guts movie, you just need to read the Bible. Uh, you, don't need a, you don't need to watch a, I need a war movie. No, you need just to read the Bible. There's a lot of blood and guts in the Old Testament and 450 prophets of Baal, which were which was Jezebel's prophets were killed. And this is the interesting thing. You know, Elijah, you know, he had the victory. That's when he said, I see, I hear the sound of rain. And that's when he called forth for rain. And it hadn't rained because they because the people weren't serving God. They were serving false idols. And rain signifies God's blessings. And, and so he said, he, he said, I saw the cloud. You know, his servant said, there's a cloud. And, and then all of a sudden it started raining after th- it broke a three-year drought. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God wants to break the drought in your life. Whatever drought that you have in your life, whatever weakness, whatever drought is, God wants to rain His blessings on you. He wants that drought to be broken off your family, broken off your life, broken off your finances. So you hear, I declare rain over you this morning. I declare the blessings of God over you this morning. I declare it over you. The rain of the Holy Spirit setting you free delivering you giving you life can i get an amen Amen. but but this is not the end of the story because in night in first kings 19 ahab told his wife what happened that 450 prophets her prophets got killed and she said she sent a messenger to elijah and said you will be dead this by this time tomorrow uh, you'll be dead. Uh, if, if not, let what had happened to the prophets happen to me. That she was she was defying the man of God. And what happened to a mighty man of God that had a great victory? He started run. He ran for his life. He ran. He he left his servant behind and ran. And then he then he was by the brook, right? And uh, and he ran, uh, you know, so far away. And you know, God helped him, but he had he was depressed. And he, because, because Jezebel was trying to kill him and he felt like he was alone. And that's what the enemy will do. He will try to get you to think that you're alone in your plight. Yes. But yes. you're not alone. God never left him. He still had the power, but he allowed fear. He allowed doubt to come in yes. and it hindered his ministry. It hindered what God wanted to do in his life. Finally, he got back. God had to, uh, had to get him to anoint uh, three people to do his job. He had, he had anointing three. But one of the people that he had anointed was Eli, Eli. Shah with the S to, to, to take the double portion of his anointing, to take his ministry to the next level. But, you know, I am going to say this. We can't allow doubt. We cannot allow unbelief to come against our thinking. Amen. We have to remain faithful to God. We got to remain faithful in those times. You know, Jesus remained faithful even to the very end. You know, you know, it's you know, the key to remaining faithful is is that you got to you got to look at Jesus faithfulness. In Hebrews 3, 1, 2, it says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who is faithful to him, who appointed him as Moses was also faithful in his house. Jesus is our faithful high priest. And the reason why you can be faithful this morning and you can be faithful in your walk with God is because you have the faithful high priest Jesus living on the inside of you. I'm going to say this, and I've said this before. God won't let you quit. You, you can't quit on God. The spirit of God, the spirit of the living God, are you listening to me today? Is on the inside of you, and, the, and Jesus is in you, and you can't quit you got a no-quit spirit on the inside of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You may feel like quitting. You may have quit a thousand times in your mind. But you're going to keep getting up. You're going to keep coming to church. You're going to keep reading your Bible. You're going to keep praising God. Until you see the fullness of the promise of God in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Just think about Jesus' faithfulness. Jesus is faithful. Think about God's word. God's word is faithful. We, we stand on his word. We stand on Jesus' is faithful. The word of God says that I have not seen, hear, have not heard, or enter into the heart of man what great things God has in store for us. You can trust God's word. God is not a man that he shall lie, the Bible says, or a son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, will he not do it? Will he not make it good? God will make his word good to you. He will make sure it will surely come to pass. Did I Can I get an amen in here? Say it's coming to pass. The promises are coming to pass. God's word is coming to pass. It's coming to pass in my life. God is doing it. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you, Father God, that you are glorious and that you are awesome and that you are bringing it to pass. And, Father, I know that there's people out here that's dealing with issues and problems. and, And they may think these are real problems that they have. But, Lord, you are a real God. And you can help us through those problems And through those issues. And I thank you, Father God, that as we walk in the fruit of faithfulness, we will see those promises, which are yes and amen. Oh, we'll see them into, we'll see them manifest in our lives. And Father, I just thank you. Father, thank you for blessing this congregation. For those that are listening right now, for those that are watching online. Perhaps you don't know about faithfulness. Perhaps you don't know about faith. Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And today, you need to make a decision for Christ. You need to make that decision because you don't have tomorrow guaranteed. So I want you to pray this prayer after me. If you're here in the audience and you never prayed, made you're not too sure if you died right now, you'd make it to heaven. Just pray this prayer and mean it in your heart because today is the day of salvation. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus. You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.